With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time for the second ever edition of The Curtain Call. Uh, my name is Michael Beck, deputy editor of Steelers.com. Joined, as always, by the fantastic Mr. Jeffrey Benedict. Jeffrey, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing really good. I'm doing really good, man. Now, since the last time uh, we met up, the uh, Steelers made a pretty substantial move at uh, at quarterback. Uh, well, substantial might be a, might be pushing it a little bit, but uh, it's basically been a week now since uh, they brought in Dwayne Haskins. So I'm just curious your early thoughts on that signing and uh, basically when you're at $50,000 deal, the Steelers don't lose any money, very low risk. But what are your thoughts on uh, the Steelers' newest quarterback? I like the I like the acquisition a lot. Um, he's raw. He's got a lot of talent, though. You look at his early seasons; they're not good, but they're not bad. They're not terrible. They're not like a two touchdown, twelve interception, like Peyton Manning first year special kind of year. Whatever his numbers were, they were terrible. Like you, you have those guys who are absolutely terrible. Alex Smith, his first season was absolutely terrible. Haskins wasn't in that category, so I think he's got a chance. Um, I also don't think. I don't think he's as much of a bad seed as people think he is. Obviously, he made like a bad choice, but when we look at the NFL, you know, <laughs> a bad choice is kind of a relative thing. Like he broke COVID protocol to go to a party. It's selfish. It's dumb. But on the spectrum of bad decisions, it's not you know NFL bad decision level. Like it's not that big. I I think it's a great move. I think you give him a couple years, let him sit for a year, let him play. Maybe you get an Alex Smith type of situation where you get a good solid starter from a guy that you just picked up off, you know, off the waiver wire, off the cut rack. I think it's a great move. 
I think it's a great move. Uh, I saw it was only one year. I was kind of hoping for two, you know, just so he'd be around more. But uh, as you told me earlier on, as we started this, he'd be a restricted free agent. So it really is a two-year deal. I like it. It's good. Yeah, I, with the deal, like I'm curious, do you think this might hinder the Steelers from, say, trading up and drafting a quarterback or sticking at 24? Do you think they could still potentially bring someone in? I don't think they're going to move up to draft a quarterback. If uh, if someone fell to 24 that they were like, well, now you got to take them, then I think they'd take it. But I, I do, I don't think they would have prioritized quarterback anyways. In my opinion, I don't think we'll see a quarterback drafted this year unless Ben Roethlisberger retires. And I think he's sticking around. So, yeah. Uh, you, you know what? To me, I, that's uh, feels like playing with fire a little bit. Uh, having uh, having someone not really prepared, I guess. It, it seems like the best quarterbacks these days usually get a year to sit under under a guy. So that scares me, especially with the quarterback class next year. Yeah, like obviously we're gonna have tons of draft stuff coming out as the weeks go on here, but. I'm just a little bit scared off by next year's quarterback class, and the Steelers' defense is still far too good to uh, to ever be in a position to draft first overall. But speaking of that defense, I know you wanted some time uh, tonight to kind of talk about wh- why people should stop blaming the defense for the failures against the Cleveland Browns. So if you want to take the take the floor and explain why that, that game wasn't the defense's fault, by all means, uh, Jeff, go go for it. Well, we're, this is going to lead straight into our, our main topic about injuries. Uh, if you just look, you look at not just that game even, if you look at the last, uh, the the big four losses to me, I don't care about the Cleveland game where we sat everybody. I don't care. That was a close game, whatever. It was Mason Rudolph. It didn't matter. We we knew we could lose that game. We rested everybody and said, well, let's see if these guys can go and win a game anyways. But if you look at the four other games they lost, the game to the Washington football team, to the Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals, and then the wild card game to Cleveland, and you look at the people who are out, and it's not, I'm not trying to make an excuse, I'm just saying the team wasn't the team you think it was in those games, and it wasn't a good team because they were missing people. Obviously, the team went downhill significantly after Bud Dupree went down. They were already, they already had were down Devin Bush. They were covering for him. That loss, and that's a big loss. People, that's a huge loss. Uh, Bud Dupree was another big one. And with those two out to start, now you're adding other people to it. For example, in Washington, James Conner is down. Marquise Pouncey was down, which meant J.C. Hassenhauer, who's not a starter and shouldn't start. Like, I, I, I don't really even like him as a backup. He played really poorly this season. He was, so Pouncey's out. Hassenhauer was in at center. Uh, you're down Steven Nelson. You're down Chris Boswell. Robert Spillane played 21 snaps, which I do. I do want to get into that. I just that's a. I just did a whole film room where I covered that little that part of the game. 21 snaps. He had a sack, two QB hits, and a tackle for loss in 21 snaps, and then was off the field. And the Steelers couldn't stop the football team again. Justin Lane plays 28 snaps, gives up four for four and a touchdown. Cameron Sutton gave up the most receiving yards on our defense of anyone. Then you go into Buffalo. They're down Hayden. They're down Spillane, Williams. They're down all their linebackers. You're playing Buffalo. You don't have linebackers. They moved Stefan Diggs to the other side to face Cameron Sutton because Cameron Sutton couldn't handle Stefan Diggs. Steven Nelson can handle Stefan Diggs pretty well. Sutton couldn't. Sutton ends up getting beat out there, and they start attacking that flat. They start attacking the right flat where Joe Hayden normally jumps routes. 
That's Vince Williams and Avery Williamson in coverage over there. And they just start abusing that side of the defense because there's no help. Cameron Sutton is worried about, you know, he's facing Stephon Diggs. He's getting beat. You go into Cincy, they're down Dotson, Filer, Connor. Hassenhauer is playing at guard. It was a nightmare. Hassenhauer at guard was absolutely terrible. They can't run the ball. Then they're still down Spillane and Williams. You don't have linebackers, and Cincinnati runs all over us, including a giant, a big run from uh, Finley, their quarterback, for a touchdown that really won the game for them, was the difference in, in winning the game. And we don't have Bud Dupree. Quarterbacks don't do that when Bud Dupree's on the field. They just don't. Alex Highsmith and our linebackers are gone. It was Avery Williamson and uh, the safety we turned. Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen, playing yeah. linebacker. Like, that's your inside linebackers. What are you doing? Then, like, Cincinnati, like, then the wild card game, Spillane comes back. Hayden's still out. Spillane comes back, but he is, like, nothing that game. He was terrible. He was not ready to play. You know, that was the first game back from IR. He wasn't good. Filer came back. He wasn't good. And then the big thing is Pouncey's snap over Ben Roethlisberger's head. And to me, that's something I do want to get into as we make decisions for the future, especially about Marquise Pouncey. Uh, if you remember back to the Indianapolis game, who was it spoke up at halftime, got the team going? Marquise Pouncey. You know, Marquise Pouncey is the vocal and emotional leader of this offense. There isn't another guy out there, maybe even on the team. you got like Cam Hayward and Marquise Pouncey, and that's it. And when Pouncey snapped that ball over Ben's head, you could see he was visually deflated, and the team did not recover. And in my opinion, that's because the only guy, the guy that is the one who goes and gets the team back and says, hey, Let's snap out of it and get some back together, get some going. It was Marquise Pouncey, and he was the problem at that point. He was he was just bad. He was and he wasn't feeling it. He wasn't there. Uh, so that, in my opinion, people like you look at the end of the season. That wasn't your Pittsburgh Steelers team that won eleven and zero. That wasn't your Pittsburgh Steelers team that played the the, the you know the first so many weeks. Uh, that was a shell. That was that was a pathetic excuse for a team because of injuries, largely because of that. And that's, I mean that's our topic for today. Yeah, and before we dive into some of these players and what their kind of injuries and them moving forward uh, to this team, uh, before getting to that, you mentioned Marquise Pouncey, and I, I do want to kind of bring this up now, uh, but of course this kind of past week, rumors again have popped up that Marquise Pouncey is thinking about retirement. Uh, he's told that to his teammates, but nothing's official yet. The rumor kind of the last I don't know, day, day and a half now is that Ben Roethlisberger is the one person that's trying to try to convince him to come back. So I guess on one side of that, we know that Ben's 100% in on uh, this upcoming season. But my thinking here is like, is Ben the general manager all of a sudden? The Steelers could be in a serious cap crunch. Ben could convince him to, to not retire. Then the Steelers are like, okay, you're cut. Like, what's going on? Does Ben have that much power? Or uh, should Marquise Pouncey even be brought back? Um, if Ben can convince Marquise Pouncey to come back, I, I love it personally. I, I would love that. Uh, he gets a lot of flack. He is not the guy he used to be. People remember plays where he loses leverage right off the bat to a big, powerful defensive tackle, gets driven back in the pocket. He still doesn't give up sacks. He averages a pressure, a game allowed. That's not bad. That is really good. Uh, in my opinion, he's still like... We're just spoiled, frankly, because we're used to seeing Marquise Pouncey and we compare him then to people like, you know, Dermotti Dawson and Jeff Harding's guys who were great centers themselves, too. 
Marquise Pouncey, in my opinion, is still – he's right in that top five centers in the NFL range. Like, he's – center's just not that big a position where there's that many good players each year. Uh, so, for me, Pouncey's probably still top five. Uh, there, are, there are quotes out there where people are talking, like, other defensive coordinators in the AFC are saying, no, he's still a top dude. Like, he is absolutely still a top dude. If he doesn't retire, he's a top guy again probably next year. Um, so, for me – I want him back because that gives you a year this year, man, to get a tackle, get someone like that in the first round, really start a rebuild. You still have that emotional, mental leadership on the offensive line to help guys like Dotson. We saw how great Dotson was this season. Him and Pouncey were fantastic next to each other. You saw after almost every play Dotson was in, Pouncey was talking to him. Almost every single play. You can't replace that when you're developing young players. You can't replace that value. So for me, if he can get Pouncey back, that's fantastic. I don't think Ben's the GM. I just I just think they've probably let him know or, or at least probably let Pouncey know. If you're back, you're back. Like, if you want to come back, there's your starting spot is there for you if you want it. Uh, that's what I expect. So if he's back, I'm good with it. That gives That buys us a year to get a center. Yeah, if, if Ben wants all these guys back, he better be willing to take a pay cut because there's no way half of them are coming back if he's uh, expecting to get his uh, full cap hit. But getting into today's topic and uh, going back pretty far in the chat here, uh, Ryan Kellerman pretty much says the best. We lost every game but one since Bud Dupree went down. Just saying. Now, Bud Dupree, that's that's a, a name that kind of got some uh, of uh, emotion in the, the Twitterverse and the radio sphere, um, when he talked about potentially wanting a, a one-year $6 million contract, to which he replied uh, with laughing, crying emojis, uh, we know that's not going to not gonna be the case. But uh, there are some contracts that, uh, that are comparable that are kind of low in the first year and exponentially grow years after that, uh, which the Steelers, they have a ton of cap space after this season, this next upcoming season. So it, it is possible that the Steelers might be able to swing this and keep Bud Dupree. Is that a guy the Steelers should prioritize in trying to get back into the fold of this defense? I got, I've got. i got one question because, you know, I'm a Bud Dupree fan. I said this last week. I'm a huge Bud Dupree fan. He is my favorite Steeler until the day he is no longer a Steeler, and then he's going to be my favorite non-Steeler. Like, he's – I love Bud Dupree football. That's I love it. Um but man, if he comes back, even if, even if they can afford it, everything works, you know, where, where do you play these guys? Like Robert Splain's back. Devin Bush is back. They started playing three outside linebackers because they didn't have Devin Bush. But they're going to have Devin Bush back. You're going to have like TJ Watt. You're going to have Bud Dupree. TJ Watt and Bud Dupree are 80% of snap guys. At least 40% of the snaps left for Alex Highsmith. And after last season, with another offseason to improve, are you you only playing Alex Highsmith 40, 50% of snaps? I don't think you can do that. Like these guys, none of these, none of those three are, you know, 70% of the snap guys. They're 80% of the snap guys. That's, that's what you do. I could see playing them 75%, but you're still, there's not enough snaps for these guys to all play. So why I would love it, it doesn't make sense simply because like you're putting a really good player on the bench and you're paying Bud Dupree. So to me, Bud fits in that category of players who are worth more to other teams than he is to us simply because we've got that position. 
you know, we've we've got another outside guy that can play. We saw him play. So I, I don't think he's back. Now, speaking of one of those linebackers you mentioned, Devin Bush, of course, uh, being one of the pillars of this defense and something we're going to talk about a little bit later in the podcast, probably in the second half. But uh, Devin Bush, the second he went down, this defense changed completely, like much like how uh, when Bud Dupree went down, everything changed from there on out. So w- what what does it mean having Devin Bush on the field and how does he change the Steelers defense? Well, we saw the Steelers run heavy man and blitz heavily early in the season with Devin Bush playing. Um, and, and to me, the number one, if you if you if you're at home and you want to look it up yourself, go to any stats site that tracks by game stats, shows you the season. Pro Football Reference is a great place to go. Look at Vince Williams and Mike Hilton and what they did the first five games of the season. Because that's when Devin Bush was playing. Vince Williams was leading the league in tackles for a loss. Vince Williams and Mike Hilton had five sacks between them in four games. In the first four games, they had five sacks between them. For the rest of the season, they got, I think, one. Vince Williams got one. Hilton never got another sack. They were lighting teams up. And then Devin Bush went down. And all of a sudden, Vince is dropping into coverage and getting exposed. Mike Hilton was hurt as well. And when he came back, the the linebacker situation was in bad enough shape. Hilton barely blitzed at the end of the season. He was mostly dropping into coverage because we'd have Devin Bush. Devin Bush can drop into coverage on almost anybody. We were like part of the problems we had early in the season. You'd be like, why is Devin Bush on that guy? Well, because he can, because he can cover him decently. Yeah. He gave up a 20 yard catch there, but you don't look at the other three plays where the Steelers made plays in the, in the offense's backfield and stop drives because Devin Bush was able to cover somebody and they were able to send Vince Williams and Mike Hilton. And those guys are disruptive. So to me, Devin Bush is one of those key players who makes everyone else better by covering for so many other players weaknesses and allowing them to play to their strengths. And one of the things we talk about with Dick, with uh, Keith Butler, people used to complain about is you got to use players to their strengths. You know, why do you have this guy out here doing this? Why do you have these guys doing all these things? When you have players like a Terrell Edmonds, you have a player like Bud Dupree, Devin Bush, you've got a lot of players like that. Even a Steven Nelson is one of them who they may not show up a lot on the stats, but because of the work they do, other people are free to go get those stats and make those plays. Now, kind of rounding out that linebacking core, uh, Robert Spillane was someone else that obviously missed a ton of time with the injury. He's an exclusive rights free agent, so... He's not going anywhere unless the Steelers uh, want to move on from him. But what does the hell Robert Blaine mean as a depth linebacker? Of course, he was an unknown coming into this year. But now, um, all things looking the way they're headed, uh, he might be the third linebacker on this depth chart. What can he mean moving forward as a third guy uh, in the middle? He's going to give us uh, what the Steelers should have had in 2019, which was a good three linebacker rotation uh, with Mark Barron, Vince Williams, and Devin Bush. He's going to be legit, that guy. Uh, I've, I I just, I'm going to refer so much to the film room I put out, like just, just recently with on Mike Hilton, uh, because Robert Spillane is a phenomenal green dog blitzer. I've talked about this before. Green dog is where you're in man coverage on a line, a running back, and that running back stays in the block. What do you do? 
Well, if you're a green dog blitz, if, if you run what Keith Butler runs, the minute you realize that line running back is blocking, you're a blitzer. Robert Spillane transitions from coverage to blitz and sometimes back from blitz to coverage if the running back is like, oh, I'm blocking, but then I'm going to let loose and, and sneak out of here after you've committed. He's so quick at that transa- transition. It's like Minka Fitzpatrick level, like read and react speed. He's just like on the running back and then boom, going after the quarterback. Uh, one of the things I talked about in my Mike Hilton film room just covered week two where Mike Hilton and Devin Bush, Mike Hilton had a phenomenal game, just absolutely destroying Denver. Uh, one of the things I showed in there was how Mike Hilton sets up green dog blitzes because you you keep someone in to block Mike Hilton. And if you keep a running back in, then one of our linebackers is coming. If you keep a tight end, one of our linebackers is coming. And the one game, I want to talk about this, Washington, where Spillane played 21 snaps and Mike Hilton was actually healthy. Mike Hilton is back. Mike Hilton is playing Mike Hilton football. Robert Spillane is good. 21 snaps into that game. Robert Spillane had two QB hits and one quarterback sack. And they don't blitz Robert Spillane. Those are green dog blitzes. He got to the quarterback three times in 21 snaps with Mike Hilton on the field. Like if you've got Devin Bush, Mike Hilton, and Robert Spillane out there, you don't you don't want to defend you don't want to be the offensive line trying to block that. Because you know Mike Hilton's gonna come. You know he's he's one of the best at those blitzes. You got Bush in coverage, so they're gonna send him. And then you got Robert Spillane who can be in man coverage on that running back while Bush is taking the tight ends and doing his crazy stuff. And if you're keeping that back in to block Mike Hilton, Spillane's coming and he he is good. Uh, he was terrible in the wild hard game again, right back from injury. That's not this Robert Spillane we saw at any point in the rest of the season. He was not good. He was slow. His mobility was gone. He couldn't change direction. Well, he was, he shouldn't have been playing in that game. That's a guy who came back to try and give the Steelers something for the playoffs and he didn't have it. Now, I'm going to transition to the, the offensive side. There's a couple more defensive injuries we'll touch on as we uh, as we head through this. But offensively, I really want to touch on Zach Banner. Of course, losing him week one, super early in the year, uh, tearing his ACL, uh, the the third of three guys that had such an injury this past season. What did what, what were the Steelers doing when uh, Zach Banner was on, on the field? And do you see the world where the Steelers could? Or go even drafting a tackle to have choose a core for and Zach Banners they're uh, starting to. Well, when it comes to the draft, my my thing is always the Steelers don't have holes when they go to the draft. They fill them beforehand. They might not fill them with a player the fans like, but they have it so they can say, okay, if we don't get this position, we'll be okay. Zach Banner is one of those parts. Uh, he he was really good in Week One on run blocking much better than we saw from Chuk Sikorafor. And yet he was good enough in pass blocking that they trusted him to be in there and protect Ben. Uh, so I think I think he has a real good chance of fighting for and possibly winning that right tackle job again next season. I could see the Steelers walk into the draft with a Korafor and Banner and say, if we don't get a guy, we'll, we'll go with these two. You know, and we'll sign a free agent swing tackle who would probably be awful. Uh, kind of situation. Um, I could banner coming back really could make even filer expendable. Uh, and the Steelers could go with a cheaper offensive line that way. Uh, so I, I do like Zach banner coming back. I liked what I saw from him week one. And, uh, he, he's that kind of guy that could be the future at right tackle. He could be that dude. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see 
how that kind of all works out. Of course, him tearing his ACL, it's probably going to lower his price tag, that one-year $5 million deal he signed before. Uh, who knows what the number's going to be? Uh, obviously, it's going to depend a lot on what uh, the 2020 salary, or 2021, what am I even talking about? Salary cap is going to be, uh, there's room out there. So before we even touch on those numbers, I think we'll wait a couple weeks until uh, the owners and the, and the association uh, get together and actually figure out what's going on. But uh Moving forward, staying on that offensive line, though, David DeCastro, he played majority of the games this year, uh, received eight All-Pro votes, uh, all, uh, Pro Bowl nomination. Of course, the Pro Bowl Madden tournament uh, will be going down this week against the Pro Jersey. But uh, David DeCastro, he wasn't himself throughout the year, and there was a lot of rumors that he uh, was battling ab and knee injuries throughout the entire season. What, what do you expect if uh, you can have a healthy David DeCastro coming back? Well, by the end of the season, he was looking better. Uh, after Philadelphia, when he had that abdominal injury, he did not have the same power. He just didn't have the same power he had before that point. Until you get really to the end of the season, he starts looking more like David DeCastro. Not David Castro, like good, good David Castro, but looking like David DeCastro playing football. Uh, so I think he'll be okay. It's one of those situations where like, okay, Pouncey and DeCastro, when they're healthy, they're really good still. But we saw Pouncey injured last season and how how much that affected him and not having Ben also affecting him. Uh, and we saw this season when David DeCastro was hurt, he wasn't himself. They're older. It takes longer to heal and they get hurt more frequently. Uh, but when they are healthy, yeah, they're, both those guys are still really good. David DeCastro especially, I expect him. He, he You can put him. He's still a starter. He's still that guy. Now, uh, before we flip back over to the defensive side, there, there was one more player, uh, of course, Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, he basically had a middle days off during the week throughout the entire year because he battled a knee injury. Uh, now, it's fairly certain that he won't be back next year no matter what Ben says. It's just an affordability thing. It's just extremely unlikely unless a miracle happened uh, when it came to the salary cap. But do you think... Uh, his season, instead of talking about the injury, do you, do you think he uh, tanked his value uh, through playing through a, a knee injury, especially coming off a, a poor 2019 season? I don't I don't know if it was the injury that affected him as much. His role in the offense, which could have been because of injury, really tanked his his value. The Steelers, that's, that's not how you use Juju Smith-Schuster. He is one of the better downfield receivers this team has. He's not a burner. He's not that deep threat guy, but he is a, he is a 15 to 30 yard, yard, you know, route running guy. He, he's that guy you want to be throwing downfield to. He's very reliable downfield with his hands and adjusting to the ball. And he sets that up with the short routes this year. There was no deep threat of, from him. Like there was a couple games. We got a few throws to him, but it really, it really wasn't there outside of that. Um, so for him, Juju needs a fresh start. That's my opinion. He needs to go someplace. Uh, I think we saw he's not a number one. I, I think we've 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 seen that through the last two seasons. He's not really a number one. Uh, but give him a guy on the other side of him that is a talent that has to be accounted for, or put him on a team with a run game that takes most of the team's focus. So, you know, they can't just focus on Juju Smith-Schuster. He's going to be that. He's going to be great. Now, 
before before we move on to more injuries, just because I I, I should have a story. It's either going to come out tomorrow or the day after about Danny Amendola potentially being kind of the replacement of slot. Um, we've we've talked a lot already about having a veteran guy um, in that position to kind of lead that group. Um, just to go on a random tangent, but do you think someone like Danny Amendola, who historically his numbers have been basically the exact same for eleven straight years, he's thirty five years old. Is is that a move like? Larry Fitzgerald seems a little ridiculous just because he's an Arizona icon. Like Pittsburgh, would, that would be fantastic. But you can plug in Danny Amendola and basically know exactly what you're going to get. And it's kind of a good fit, good price tag wise. Do you think the Steelers should legitimately look at a veteran wide receiver and potentially someone like that? Yeah, he'd be a good fit. You need, I do think, a veteran receiver. I think you need one uh, just to help. Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool develop. Uh, we always had that. We always we they they would talk about the great Steelers receivers passing things down. Where you had this unbroken line from Yancey Thigpen through Heinz Ward to Antonio Brown, where they were showing younger guys tricks of the trade and 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 getting them to work on their game. And then that's kind of broken now. You know, Juju didn't have much time with Antonio Brown. Like that wasn't a long relationship, and it wasn't the best relationship. So what do we have? Like who's that guy now? Who's that guy who's going to who's going to be that guy in the locker room to be the leader and the veteran wide receiver? Uh we 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 don't have one. So I think that would be something worth bringing in, someone worth having. I think that's part of the reason we got the wide receiver coach we did because he is a guy who had a long successful career and can help with a lot of those things. But I think you still you still want a veteran receiver in that room that isn't the coach. You, yeah. you still want that. Yeah, and basically for everyone who's saying that's not the guy, the reason why I say he is is he's probably going to come at about $3.5 million price tag, something the Steelers could actually make sense work. And it's a position that they, they need to fill. It's just it's just better for the, the future of this team, especially someone on a one-year deal. But um, as we head to the top of our first half hour, I did also want to mention Joe Hayden because I know once he got injured, this team changed considerably. They played some – pretty terrible football for being honest, but uh, what's uh, and I pray he's not a cap casualty because we could speak in nauseam about how terrible the Steelers have been at drafting corners, but Joe Hayden, if he comes back, what happened? What happened with him? Uh, this defense when he wasn't there and how, how much better is it when he's in the lineup? Well, address how much better it is. If you look at the last two years, Joe Hayden has missed three games. In those games, they in the times he has been out, and I'm I'm counting uh, after he got hurt in San Diego, you know he missed like so basically two and a half games, but in the times he is out, the Steelers have one interception, and that was the very end of the San Diego Chargers game when Cameron Sutton caught that. Mm-hmm. He just Philip Rivers was under pressure and just threw it long because the game was over. He just chucked it, you know. Any other situation, he's not chucking that. Cameron, that's the only interception they have. They have seven touchdowns given up. So a seven to one touchdown to interception ratio when Joe Hayden isn't in there. And one of the things Hayden brings, when you see him attacking those underneath routes for he gets most of his interceptions and a lot of pass breakup, that's where he got almost all he got like four of his five interceptions on those in 2019, had a whole bunch of pass breakups where he's jumping out routes from the slot and letting Trell Edmonds take his man deep and Joe Hayden's just jumping that. 
the reason that's so valuable is because the linebacker on the side is Vince Williams. So like if you you get Vince Williams, like the Steelers will be like, oh, look, Vince Williams is covering your slot receiver. And he's giving him like heavy, he's playing with heavy inside leverage. Well, yeah, Vince Williams is only playing that route if it goes inside. So he's given the receiver like three yards of cushion to the inside. And all he has to do is carry him across the middle if they go inside. If the guy goes outside, Joe Hayden is jumping that. When Joe Hayden was down and Cameron Sutton was in, Cameron Sutton wasn't doing that. That's not Cameron Sutton. He doesn't have those kind of, you know, read and react, those kind of, he doesn't have the experience to read a defense like that. He's not Joe Hayden. Like Joe Hayden still has his mind, still has his, his reactions from being a phenomenal cornerback, even if the athleticism isn't 100% there. So when Joe Hayden goes down, you lose interceptions and you give up easy yards to the to Joe Hayden's side of the field that normally you're not giving up. Uh, is Joe Hayden that valuable if Devin Bush is healthy and playing? Maybe not. I, you know, I, I don't, we haven't seen that every, like he's missing time and Devin Bush is either, you know, a pretty brand new rookie or, you know, or he's, he's injured. That's the only games he's missed. Uh, but, but right now, yeah, Joe Hayden makes a big difference on that side and uh, he's very valuable. And if the Steelers are going to find money, they got to do it from elsewhere, in my opinion. Joe Hayden's too important to this team, but we are at the halfway point of our show. So if you're listening on the podcast side, just click over to part two number now. Um, if you are listening uh, on Facebook or YouTube, just hang tight. Uh, we will be back in just a moment. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.